Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. That's just what I'll be. Crazy in love with my God above. And that's all right with me. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. That's just what I'll do. Guess I just don't know no better than to be in love with you. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. That's just what I'll be. Crazy in love with my God above. And that's all right with me. I'll be a fool for you, Jesus. That's just what I'll do. Guess I just don't know no better than to be in love with you. Guess I just don't know no better than to be in love with you. I will live to tell of the one who has captured my heart. I will live to tell Through Him I made a new start So take my life and let it be A reflection of you So the whole world can see That God is alive and well I will live to tell I will live to tell Of the one who has captured my heart I will live tell. Through Him I made a new start. So take my life and let it be a reflection of you so the whole world can see that God is alive and well. I will live to tell. Take my life and let it be a reflection of you so the whole world can see that God is alive and well. I will live to tell. Greetings, everyone. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to be with you tonight. We are broadcasting, of course, like we do every Sunday night live from the studios of KDIX Dickinson, North Dakota. This is an AM station right in the middle of the city of Dickinson, North Dakota. We, Some of you are listening that way, many of you, I hope. Uh, many of you are listening on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2, and many of you are listening on KDIX's website. And so there's three different ways that you can tune in tonight. Actually, four, because I have two guys in the studio listening to me live. I've got Abe Simons running the the controls. He's my oldest grandson. And I have Chance Simons, who's 11, 11 years old. And he um, he's going to take a break from his schooling, his homeschooling, and work with his grandpa doing some siding work this week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So he wanted to earn a little extra money. And so it's good to have Chance. And actually, we should have Chance do some singing on the radio. He's got the good voice. But I guess his brother, Abe, I've been getting a lot of texts saying we should have Abe do some singing. So I think we're going to have Abe uh, play guitar and do some singing tonight. And so there's just a lot of different um, things going on tonight. It's going to be kind of a 
basic uh, broadcast, I guess. And what I mean by that, there are certain topics that I would like to think that I'm known for, maybe. Um, maybe that define my ministry. And tonight, it, it will be one of those topics, uh, kind of the main topic I talk about. Years ago, I put together a Bible study that I have taught people. It's a one-day Bible study. I'm not going to teach you tonight. So it's a one-lesson Bible study called The Greatest Commandment. Uh, my One of my son-in-laws, or my son-in-law, I should say, we um, he printed it all out for me really nice. It's on its second printing now. But in that Greatest Commandment Bible study is the scripture in Mark chapter 12, where in Mark chapter 12 it talks about the greatest commandment of all. Jesus was asked, what is the first of all the commandments or the greatest commandment? And Jesus had said to love God with everything you've got. And he said the second commandment is similar to it, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said there's no greater commandments than these. And tonight, that's what I'm going to kind of talk about, although that's not going to be my text, but my text will be Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 11, is where we're going to go tonight. I just want to uh, greet all the people that have texted me. Wow, got a lot of people. We've got, we got some stoners listening to us, some Henriques listening. Hey, my friend Javier is there. we got um, the Lees are listening. We've got uh, somebody named Dakota Simons. She's a granddaughter of mine. Jeremy and his family listening in Bismarck tonight. We've got, um, let's see here, uh, the Schulers are listening in Grafton. Zach and Leah from West Fargo are listening. Uh, Nikki is listening from Fargo. We've got um, uh, the um, we've got Stormy listening from the Philippines. The Burling family is listening tonight. Sierra from Arkansas is listening. Uh, Miles is listening tonight, and then let's see who's this here. We've got somebody that said our church baptized four today. I'm just trying to figure out who this is, and um, and two of them were my oldest and youngest sons. So this is is this the Torres family? Yep, they're listening. We've got the um, the Luke and Alicia Luke and Alicia's family are listening tonight. We have some Keeners listening tonight out in California. Some Woodses and Beulah listening. Wow. You know, all kinds of crazy people. Some that um, just, I guess I didn't get to all of them, but but I just better not spend the whole time telling you who's listening. Maybe I should give you something worth listening to. I'm glad you texted me tonight. You can be part of this program by texting us at 701-290-7862. You can email me if you can't text robertsimons58 at gmail.com. We don't really do the phone call thing that much anymore, although... Um, you know, you can call into the studios here at at uh, KDIX, which the number is, well, I don't even know the number anyway. I don't never give it out anymore. Do you know that number, Abe? 255-5133, or 225, I'm sorry, 5133. Yeah, that's a way to call into the studio here tonight. Let me start in Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 11. It says this. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor, preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Within these three verses of Romans chapter 12 is is the, I'm going to say, the secret to success, not only with God, 
not only with others, but even um, even your own self. I believe that in these three verses, that this the combination of the three things that are mentioned here can cure any problem that you've got, any addiction problem, any mental problem, any um, you know anything. It could cure depression. It's a, it's a cure-all for every human malady there is. And simply put, in Romans 12, 9 through 11, it talks about the priorities of life. It talks about hard work, it talks about loving others, and it talks about serving the Lord. That's what it talks about in Romans 12, verses 9 through 11. The, the, this is the reason. This is the purpose. This is the reason that we're alive. We work hard, we love others, we serve God. That's that's what it says. And don't let your love be fake. Don't let it be, it says, be your love without dissimulation simply means let it be real love. You know, you're not trying to get anything back. You just care about people. <clears throat> this These verses have nothing to do with entertainment. They have nothing to do with uh, so many of the other frivolous things that, as Americans, we get involved with, but these are the basic, the basics of life. That's what they are. Abhor that which is evil. Uh, kindly affection one to another. Brotherly love. Prefer one another. Then it says, not slothful in business. Don't be lazy, and serve the Lord. This goes so well with Mark chapter twelve, verses twenty-nine to thirty-four, where a scribe came to Jesus and said. Master, what is the first of all the commandments? He said to love, Jesus said, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And that scribe said, you have answered well. <laughs> of course, Jesus knew that. We should hold everything up, that we everything in this life that we do, we should hold it up to the screen or to the uh, matrix or whatever you want to say of of this greatest commandment: love God, love others, and work hard. You know, I'm going to put that in because of Romans 12. There are so many useless time wasters out there, and uh, that mean nothing. They have nothing to do with anything. You know, Ecclesiastes nine and ten. Uh, let me let me just let me do the program tonight. I'm going to. I'm going to kind of go backwards about it in the order of importance in some ways because certainly the most important thing is to love God, secondly, to love others, and thirdly, to work hard. I'm going to start start at the bottom. I'm going to talk about work hard, then love others, and then serve the Lord. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10 said, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave where thou goest. In other words, once you're dead, you can't do anything else. The time to be productive, the time to be active, the time to work is now. And whatever it is that you work at, God invented work. In the very beginning, before man had ever sinned, God created a garden and he gave Adam and Eve a job and he said to keep it. God is for work. He's for you being productive uh, he's for you. Um, you know, maybe some of you are so old that you can't do much anymore, but do what you can. It doesn't. And if you're young and you have strength, don't waste those young years. Don't waste your strength. Uh, you know, be productive. Be uh, do everything that you can do. Whatever your hand findeth to do. Of course, it's talking about good things. 
not evil things. Ecclesiastes 5.12 says, The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eats little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not suffer him to sleep. What this is saying is that there is a benefit to working hard. There's a sweet sleep that comes to the person that's a hard worker. You know, I, I know that, that in our country, um, during this political season that you know we're voting here in just a week or so, a week and a half or whatever it is, in, in, in this country, there are people think that the number one concern is health care. Uh, the number one concern is the economy, some people think. We've got, you know, we've got some issues with our borders right now going on. I'm telling you that none of these hold a candle to the concept that Americans need to be busy working and be busy doing good. You know, they're there to be productive, to be noble. The New Testament teaches that we should work, and one of the reasons we should work is to help those that don't have anything. Now, I don't get into politics here, and I'm not going to do it tonight, but I will tell you this, that um, I I don't enjoy paying my taxes any more than anybody else. I, I don't. But I don't complain about them like I used to, because I can afford to pay them now, when before it seemed like I couldn't. But I can afford to pay them now. And I'm going to tell you this. I One of the reasons we work, every time I, I drive on a road, every time I do anything that the government paid for, I realize that part of my taxes go to pay for that. Being productive and being a, a, a taxpayer and being a, a – one of the reasons we work is not just to hoard our money, but it's to help others. That's one of the reasons. You know, if if your home has carpet that's too nice to have people step on it, tear it out and just have a wood floor. If your car is too nice to have people in your car taking them to church or helping them, uh, get a different car. Everything in this life should be about, we, we don't work to have stuff, but we work to be a blessing to others. Now, I know that, that you need to put away for your retirement. We live in America. If you're listening from the United States, <coughs> we've got a lot of stuff here. But one of the reasons we need to be productive is not just because of greed, but it's because we need to help others. You know, there there is a, there 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 is... Uh, many many times people, and here again, I'm just talking tonight about we're starting in number one, which is really the last of importance. But hard work is biblical. That's what that's what the verse in Romans 12 and 11 says. Not slothful in business. Whatever you're in Ecclesiastes, whatever your hand finds to do. If you're in school right now, do your best. Get your best grade. If you're there anyway, why would you not? When I was in school, I thought it was cool to act like I didn't care. And now I realize I was just an immature person that that really didn't understand the issues of life. If you're in school, work. If you're on the job, work. Whatever you do, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. You know, the, the um, we... we um, we, we're living in a world where many people are so lazy they can't even get up and go to work. 
They, or, or do something with their families, or they're so lazy they can't even go to church. There's a guy listening to me from, from West Fargo right now that told me that when I first met him. He said, Pastor Bob, I really like your church, but I won't be here on Sunday mornings because that's the only morning I have to sleep in. And he, thank God he's not like that anymore. He's the opposite of that now. But but at the time, I, I wanted to just reach out and slap him a couple times and say, you know, we don't have church at 6 in the morning. You know, we, we it's at 10. You know, you go ahead and sleep till 9 o'clock. We have a, a world, uh, we have a couch potato entertainment world. Uh, some of them are even too lazy to sin, but they spend their lives watching other people sin on TV or movies, etc., uh, can't even get off the couch to change channels anymore. The war cry of America's heroes are, Honey, where's the remote? <laughs> you know, that's the big war cry. You know, we've got schools where that one of the issues of school, uh, our former president's wife was saying one of the problems is childhood obesity. We've got to serve healthier food at school. Well, you know what? That has just about zero to do with childhood obesity. You know, what has, I'll tell you what has to do with childhood obesity is that children don't have anything to do that's productive. And so they lay around, play video games, watch TV, watch movies, and that's about it. And they turn into just a big, uh, a big piece of jello. <laughs> that's what they do. You know, if you walk in the house, they'll start jiggling. You know, this, this is where childhood obesity comes. It is. And and see, what I'm telling you is that this is where many childhood maladies and illnesses are coming from. Because God designed us to be productive. If you allow your children to play a video game, could I suggest that you would say, uh, oh, you can play your video game uh, just before bed from 8 till 8.30 or 8.30 till 9 after you get all your chores done. And I would just about, if in a perfect world, I'd like there not to be video games because the things are so addictive that that I've had to completely just tell myself I'm not going to be involved with it because I don't have time to waste like that. I really don't. Is Pastor Bob saying it's a sin to relax? No, I'm not saying it's a sin to relax. But even in our relaxation, can we work the greatest commandment of loving God and loving others into our relaxation. <laughs> like, if you relax going hunting, why not take your son with you? Take your daughter with you? Or why not take a, some kid with you that doesn't have a dad? What a, what a thrill it would be for a, a city slurker to be asked to go hunting with a, with a man that, you know, if he doesn't have a father. What a, just imagine the excitement that he would have as somebody would teach them some of those things, and I'm just using hunting or fishing or any any activity that's not sinful um, can be a good. Any relaxing activity can be good. I'm not. I hope you understand. I'm not saying that that God is against us relaxing, but it seems like in our society we work harder trying to figure out a way to relax than we do working. My my pastor said would he he would use this example sometimes. He'd he'd say that somebody will buy a riding lawnmower so they have more time to goof around, and then they have to get a second job to make the payment on the riding lawnmower. <laughs> like, just, 
you know, I, but I mean, I, I know that's a funny example, but it's true. I mean, that's the society we're living in. We work harder trying to get out of work than we do at just working. You know, and, and here again, this is, I'm telling you that, that I don't want to spend the whole program talking about this, but America needs a desire to work. Um, they, they, um, honestly, some people get an education because they think they won't have to work because they have an education. They are going to wake up someday, whether you have a four-year degree or whether you have no degree, you're going to be find out that you will have to work. A friend of mine named Brother Pete down in Bismarck, uh, is, is, he works with some engineers that think they went to college so they don't have to work. <laughs> you know, I, we need to make ourselves invaluable to the companies they work for. Part of our Christian testimony is to be a good worker. You know, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, we, you know, so much in the book of Proverbs about this. Proverbs 24, verse 30, he said, I went by the field of the slothful, by the vineyard of the man void of understanding, and lo, it was grown over with thorns, and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Solomon said he went by a guy's house. He wasn't taking care of his place. And Solomon said, I just looked at the place, and I, and I learned something. Not only do we have to work hard at our jobs, but we need to work taking care of the things that we own. And um, if we do, <coughs> that we will... They'll, you know, it, they'll they'll um, last longer. Of course, Proverbs twenty four or twenty six thirteen through sixteen. The slothful man saith, "There is a lion in the way, a lion in the streets." As the door turneth upon his hinges, so does the slothful or lazy man upon his bed. The slothful hideth his, hideth his hand in his bosom; it grieveth him to bring it again to his mouth. He's so lazy, he doesn't even want to eat. He'd rather have somebody feed him. Just hook him up to an IV, maybe. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. And what that means is the lazy person not only is lazy and won't work, but he can give you a reason why he shouldn't have to and why it won't do him any good if he tries. This type of laziness brings about a negativism that is so sad. It is so sad. It's a negativism that you, you begin to think, well, it can't be done. It doesn't matter how hard I try. It doesn't work anyway. You know, I just was talking to somebody uh, the other night that, that sounded like they had been drinking on the phone. I was talking to them. They were on the phone. So many things happened to me this last week about drinking. Not me drinking, but maybe I feel like drinking because I've been talking about these people. But, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'll do another show on that. I, I have no business. I have, there's no, you know, I mean, everybody's worried about measure number three. Let me tell you what, we got one of the worst drugs legal right now. And it's alcohol and it's ruining people's lives. It has forever. And Christians shouldn't have any part of that business. But anyway, this, this, uh, this person told me, Pastor Bob, God seems to be against me. And I told him, I said, you know what? Usually it's that we are against God. If you won't work and if you won't try, I'm going to tell you right now, God isn't going to be able to help you much. Because God's power and God's miracles usually come along with God's instruction of telling us what to do next. 
And I can tell you that you can't hardly open a page in the Bible and not find an instance of that. <clears throat> God doesn't do everything for us. If you, if you can't make your house payment and you don't have a job, say, God, I need to make my house payment. Your phone might ring and it might be somebody that says, hey, would you like to come to work tomorrow? You think God's going to write you a check to make your house payment? You see, part of it's God's plan that we work. Well, we've got uh, Abe. Are you ready to sing? He's getting. He's got. Uh, we've been getting people texting that they want Abe Simons to sing. And uh, the uh, while he's doing that, I'm going to look. I'll listen, of course. But I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to look at these texts. Lots of texts here tonight. Go ahead. This is Abe Simons. He uh, he's extremely good on the uh, guitar, and he does some not too bad singing either. And so, go ahead. When the moon and stars fall from the sky When the sun turns dark and cold I will just be opening up my eyes in a city of pure gold. When the final end of time and space eternally unfolds, I'll be Gazing on my Savior's face in the refuge of my soul, in the refuge of my soul. Jesus said he was going away to prepare us a place. I know you might think I'm a fool, but I believe it anyway, I believe it anyway. And when all my songs run out of words, when my hands can't feel the I'll be somewhere in some universe Making music for my Lord Making music for my Lord Jesus said he was going away To prepare us a place I know you might think I'm a fool, but I believe it anyway, I believe it anyway.
all my songs run out of words when my hands can't feel these chords I'll be somewhere in some universe making music for my lord making music for my lord Jesus said he was going away to prepare us a place I know you might think I'm a fool, but I believe it anyway, I believe it anyway, I believe it anyway. Sounded good. That was Abe Simons singing live. That's a Lance Appleton song that never, ever really got published. It's uh, his son. Lance Appleton, of course, has passed away. Apostolic singer, famous for writing that song, I'm a One God. Apostolic, tongue-talking, holy rolling, that song. Well, he, uh, in his older years, and then he had, I believe, died of cancer. He had His son, after he died, released a bunch of stuff that he just you know, recorded in his home studio or whatever, and that was one of the songs. That song is a beautiful song, Music for My Lord, and uh, Abe did a great job on it. I just want to say hello. Looked at my texts. The um, uh, We've got um, um, people listening from Bowman. We've got, uh, we've got the, um, let's see who else here. Let me just keep getting. We've got uh, Shalista Living. She said that, or listening, she said that she her enjoyed listening to the our word picture of kids jiggling <laughs> like bowls of jello. Eli listening tonight. Danny, the Frosts are listening. Um, we've got Shane and Casey listening, and, and Jackson listening out by Southheart. Um, we've got. Um, I really enjoyed Shane. I really did enjoy your text that you sent me. That's pretty pretty. I laughed out loud when I saw that. I was talking about these people that go hunting on Sundays, and I'm going to pray they don't get their deer. And he, uh, and he understood what I was saying. But anyway, he went hunting a week ago Sunday, and he texted me a picture of his deer and said, "Your prayers didn't work. We got our deer anyway." I got a kick out of that. But uh, we've got uh, Becky listening from Belfield tonight. I've got a friend of mine. I call him. I call him one armed Dave, and it's kind of, kind of, uh, you know. And he and he texted me here last week and he said hey this is one armed dave listening because when he said that i don't really call him that but when he said that i knew exactly who he was and uh, he's listening from fargo tonight and he's in a um, some kind of a transition center i met dave in my jail ministry and he sounds like he's doing really good uh, i've got jeff and gunner listening tonight and just a bunch of you that have tuned in and glad to have you with us we're talking about Kind of my candy stick that I talk about a lot. So, I mean, if you're looking for something new and phenomenal like I usually do, it's kind of the same old stuff. The only thing you might hear new and original is probably Abe playing and singing. We might make him sing again here in a little bit. So he's, I just made him nervous, I think. But anyway, we're, we're talking about the greatest, in Romans chapter 12, three things that are mentioned. Work hard, love others, serve God. That's what's mentioned. 
And I propose to you that that's what our life is all about. And, and we have gotten so many distractions nowadays that mean absolutely nothing in the grand scope of things. Like when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to think about all the video games that you conquered. When you're on your deathbed, it won't matter how many movies you've watched. On your deathbed, the only three things that will matter in this life is did you work hard, did you love others, did you serve God. That's all that's going to matter. Number two tonight, I've ta- I, I spent a lot of time talking about working hard. Number two, we need a desire to love others in our lives. Way too much loving of ourselves going on, not enough loving other people going on. First Peter one twenty two says, Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. We need to love each other. We need to love our families. We need to love the strangers. We need to love everybody. You know, you married people need to love your spouse. You need to love them. That means don't just say love. I'm not talking about just sex here. I'm talking about loving them, giving yourself for them. When you get married, uh, this is the part that a lot of people don't even realize, but when you get married, you have made up your mind that I one of my purposes in life now is to serve another person. And that's true for the husband, that's true for the wife. Some of these husbands that think that that uh, we, when we get married, our wife is supposed to serve us, you'll find out that's not biblical. The Bible talks about husbands, love your wife the way Jesus loved the church. Jesus, when he was on this earth, spent his time uh, helping others, doing good, putting other people first. You husbands... Uh, you, you love your family by going to work every morning. That's one of the ways you love your family. You bring home that paycheck. You, you work hard. There isn't a perfect job out there. There, there isn't, um, you know, I mean, the, there are, there are problems with every single job. You can quit your job right now and think you're going to get a better one, but I'm going to tell you, every job has trouble. But one of the ways that we love our family is we work. You know, we, we love our family as husbands by being true to them. Uh, we, we, we love our, you wives love your husbands by loving them, by, by, uh, by respecting them. You know, there is a, uh, you know, this, this is, you know, I, I've said this for so many years, I'm going to say it right now and it's just breaking in the middle, but if you work hard, love others and serve God, when it's time for bed, you'll be tired because you have done a lot that day. You know, one of the things that that, uh, bothers me, and I know you've heard me say this before, but I'll tell you it bothers me, is when people move to Dickinson, North Dakota, that's where we're at right now. You're here listening to a live broadcast from Dickinson, North Dakota, a city of about 25,000 people. It's kind of a hub area. It's a beautiful city, a lot of nice things here, a lot of businesses here, just a really neat city. But people move in from other parts of the country, and they say this to me, Pastor Bob, there's nothing in Dickinson to do. We can't wait to get out of here. My question, I just ran into a lady at Menards that told me this a couple weeks ago. There's nothing to do here. There's nothing to do here in Dickinson. I'm thinking, okay, I I don't know what they're talking about. I go to bed every night wishing I could have done more things that I didn't get done. When you work hard and love others and serve God, you will never, ever be bored. 
Maybe you're an invalid tonight and you say, I'm bored. Maybe you're in prison tonight and you say, I'm bored. In prison, in jail, I have watched this for years. I've been involved with jail ministry now for 25 years. No, no, 35 years. And and uh, and I love prison ministry. Every Sunday afternoon, uh, we go up, a team of us go up to, to the um, county jail and have one or two services. On, on Sunday night, another group from our church goes to the New England Women's Prison. We love prison ministry, and we love it when those people get out and come to our church. But... But when I go up to that prison and, and, and I, I um, meet these people, you know, there are so many things I could be doing more, but there's not enough hours in the day. You see, this when, when somebody says to me, I'm bored, what Pastor Bob hears is I'm selfish. You in prison, like I've got my friend Dave listening, and I know he's been in jail. There are productive things to do in jail. You can pray for your family in jail. You can pray for others in jail. You can be an encouragement to your cellmates in jail. You see, when people tell me they're bored, what I'm hearing is I want to be entertained. I'm concerned about myself. You will never be bored if you keep the greatest commandment, love others, love God. You'll never be bored. You know, this. we need to love our families. We need to love our children. How many children are growing up without their parents? How many children? Uh, you know, there there is a Casting Crown song called House of Their Dreams. I would recommend every man, every husband, or every father and mother to listen to it. Write it down. House of Their Dreams by Casting Crowns. Write it down. Listen to it as soon as this show is over. The first time I heard that song, I cried. And I cried just about a whole day every time I thought about the song or listened to it again. I texted that link to that song to I don't know how many men. Maybe some of you are listening tonight. Listen to this song. Do me a favor. Listen, please. Listen. Stop what you're doing if you can and listen to this song. I don't know if some of you are listening that I did that to. But that song is a a song uh, about priorities and about families that are so scattered they don't do anything together. You know, I really enjoy, I, you know, I shouldn't have spent so much time on that first segment about hard work. But anyway, I really enjoy listening to my wife's stories of growing up. My wife grew up in a very large family. Um and I just really liked to listen to it because they didn't have much. Uh, there wasn't a lot of money to go around, and there was a lot of kids. But the family did things together. They worked together. They played together. Uh, they went to church together. And I really enjoy listening to those stories. I really do. Uh, every time my wife had a new baby brother or sister, that was their entertainment. That's what made the world go round. And they're still close. The family is still close today. We we need to love others. We need to love our children. Um, there's a worldly or a carnal or I don't know what to call it, secular song I should say that I when I grew up I used to listen to a guy named Harry Chapin. He wrote a song called Cats in the Cradle. Well that song talks about a dad that was so busy he never had time to do anything with his children. That is too busy. 
that's too busy. Everything I said about working hard, I believe in. But if you're working so hard that you don't have time to love other people, you need to scale back a little bit on that work. Because there's more to this life than just work. And there's more than to this life than just relaxation. There's more to this life than playing solitaire on your computer by far. Uh, you know, I'm going to say something. I, I know I'm going to get in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's way too much time spent on pets compared to people. Nothing wrong with having a cat. Nothing wrong with having a dog. Nothing wrong with having a bird or a fish. There's nothing wrong with it. But there is some kind of balance that's way out of balance somewhere. There are people that care more about their cat than they do about people. Uh, Enough said about that. But anyway, everything we do, we should hold it up against this this, um, love God, love others, work hard. Our children, our parents, our friends, everybody. Jesus said to even love your enemies which can be difficult, but he said it, so I'm not going to argue with him. So we've got to love others. You got another song you can play on that? Okay, we're going to get into the final segment right after the song. I haven't given out the numbers much tonight. Got a lot of texts. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Dave, I don't know if you remember Ben that used to come to the jail with me, but he says hello to you. office was his dream more like a prison now it seems somewhere on the corporate climb he left his warrior behind and now he's just a worker at a daily grind it steals his years and numbs his mind his strength is fading his dreams are blind This is not the life he had in mind She lies awake cause he's up all night Staring at a screen that tells him lies That the grass is greener on the other side So she's at the gym fighting off the years To be young again and calm her fears That she'll never be enough for him Just as a young man catches her eye Now they're trapped in their own worlds With their own wars With their cell phones and their closed doors It's funny how quiet and peaceful that it seems But they're all alone together house of their dreams Little sister, she's a 
Sixteen-year-old princess lost somewhere between the swing set and her brand new crush's chariot awaits. And Big Brother's room's glowing with trophies to shout his name, but he'd trade all his high school fame for some backyard catch with his hero again. But they're trapped in their own worlds with their own wars With their cell phones and their closed doors It's funny how quiet and peaceful that it seems But they're all alone together In the house of their dreams So now they're all dressed up in their Sunday best They sit up straight just like the rest And they sing the songs of peace and rest That Jesus freely gives And their kids look up as daddy stands And takes his bride with trembling hands Brother kneels at his father's side Sister looks into mother's eyes And tears tear down the walls as daddy prays We're trapped in our own worlds With our own wars With our cell phones and our closed doors God only you can save our family And on this rock we'll build On this rock we'll build The house of our dreams I mentioned that Casting Crown song earlier. I didn't know he would be ready to sing it, so that was kind of a neat surprise to me. And some of you have, somebody said that they just sent that to somebody. And uh, what a neat song it is. If you didn't catch that song, listen to it uh, if you can and really kind of figure out those words. It's called House of Their Dreams, and it does have a happy ending to it, which is good because many times there is not a happy ending to that story of people losing their priorities. We're talking tonight, this is the Tell It Like It Is program. Broadcasting live from Dickinson, North Dakota, I'm Pastor Bob Simons. You know, I haven't said anything about our church. Pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive. Uh, we uh, we bought a the we bought the top half of the former Elks building up on right on the interstate, Interstate 94. We got big signs with lights and and um, just um, I mean we love it. We love it. We just uh, we had we outgrew our old church and now we're filling this one up and I'm excited about what God's doing. What a what a wonderful group of people that we have coming to and they actually even like me. So that's that's even a plus. But um just thank you so much for listening. Brother Griffith from Great Falls is listening. Now, this is a man that's become a friend of ours and people in our church really enjoyed his ministry when he was here and I'm glad to have the listening. He made me feel good today. He's praying for one of my granddaughters. I have a a little granddaughter named Barbie that's going to be going through a bone marrow transplant coming up in just a few few days and um 
and I really would appreciate people praying for her. She'll be living at the Ronald McDonald House with her parents, and um, and they'll be there for a while. So, if you do, if you're listening tonight and you are a person of prayer, you would like to add little Barbie Simons to your prayer list. I would appreciate that. It is a very critical situation, and um, she has a, a disease, a genetic disease that is very life-threatening, and, and the treatment what that they're doing is actually very life-threatening also. So appreciate your prayers. And uh, as I said earlier, you can text me tonight, 701-290-7862. We're talking about, you know, Romans chapter 12, 9 through 11. It talks about working hard, loving others, serving God. That's, that's how I'm going to end this program we need to serve God in our life. We were designed for this. It's our purpose. Uh, like I said, all these three things are our purpose. To, to work hard, to, um, you know, my mom is older. She doesn't get around like she used to, but she still organizes people to bake for funerals at her church. My mom's always been a hard worker. You know, my both of my parents were not lazy people. I think they were great examples for me. They were industrious, and they did what they needed to do, and I appreciate that. No matter who you are, do your best. Uh, I want to say it again, what, what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, whatever your hand finds to do. I think my my mom's brother, my Uncle Roger, I think he told my wife that he gets a 100 letters every day from people that he's trying to help in his writing. He writes, he ministers. If, you, if you're an old person, can't do anything, can you still write a letter? Can you still pray? Praying is the most important thing anyway. You know, praying is work. It really is. Hardest thing I do every day is pray. It is. It's not hard physically, but it's hard to pray, to, to make yourself pray. I, I believe in prayer. I love to pray because I believe it works. But I'm telling you, while I'm praying, my mind is trying to go all kinds of other directions, and I, I make myself pray. Second Chronicles 15 verses 1 and 2 says, The Spirit of God came upon Azariah the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa. And he said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while you be with him. And if you seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. What this prophet said to this king Asa was it's not God turning his back on you but it's you ignoring God you know we are living in a society now I'm going to tell you across the board Pentecostal churches are growing that's good news but most churches are shrinking in some ways Pentecostal churches should never have to build another church building because some of the other churches and the other denominations are closing up left and right. People don't go there anymore. The reason they don't is because there is a trend in our society that's going just exactly the way Europe went. This trend is is a trend that people are losing interest in the things of God. They would rather find out what a Hollywood star thinks about something than what a preacher thinks about something. And it's the truth. I mean, it really is the truth. 
If a news person just recently, I was reading some news person made a statement that was, I think, misunderstood, and several Hollywood stars came out to attack this person publicly, and now that person is forced to resign from their job. Because people think more about what a Hollywood star says than a preacher. That's a trend in our country. Now, I'm, I'm thankful that the Pentecostal movement is growing, and I believe God, it will continue to grow, and we're going to have great revival. But the problem in America, the number one problem, is that we don't turn to God. Jesus said in Luke 11 and 9, he said, Ask, it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Jesus is talking about a relationship with God. If you would seek God, some of you, as diligently as you seek to beat that video game, you would find God. If you would put as many hours into seeking God as you do into frivolous Hollywood entertainment, You would find God. The reason God is against these things is not only because they're evil, but it's because they're taking us away from what we should be doing. You see, working hard, loving others, and serving God is what we were made for. And if you won't do it, you know, um, there's there's a line in a Stephen Curtis Chapman song that I really like. And, and it's, the line says something like this. He's the one, he said, the, song, the line says, I'm the one who made you, let it, or he's the one who made you, let him show you how to live. God knows what we need. He knows what, what is fulfilling to us spiritually, emotionally, physically, intellectually. If you feel empty today, I promise you the reason you feel empty is because you're not seeking after God. The best word I can use to describe a life of a person that isn't seeking after God is the word empty. When I was a boy growing up, I listened to a lot different music than I do now. And when I was 20 years old, I finally figured out I'm not going to listen to that music anymore. I listened to music by Alice Cooper, Black Sabbath, um, you know, just David Bowie. These were the singers that I used to listen to. And one of the groups that I used to listen to was a group called the Rolling Stones. And, and Mick Jagger was the lead singer of the Rolling Stones. When I was a boy, I used to have people walk up to me on the street and say I looked like him. Which really, if you look at him, it's not much of a compliment, but... But anyway, they said, you look like Mick Jagger. I guess I got big lips. <laughs> and I, uh, But one of the songs he wrote is The Cry of the World, and it simply goes like this. I can't get no satisfaction. And I try, and I try, and I try, and I try. I can't get no satisfaction. Now, I'm not recommending you listen to this song. But that is the cry of this world. Because if you will not pursue the things of life, the basic things of life that God, that what I laid out in this program today, that's the basics of life. Being productive and working. 
loving other people, serving God. That's what it's about. There isn't anything else than that. There isn't anything else than that. You know, when you are on your deathbed, I want you to imagine this with me right now. When you're on your deathbed, imagine what is around you as you're dying. That what is around you is the only thing that's important. Because the only thing that will be there then is the people that you've loved and your relationship with God. Abe, why don't you give out some information about how to get a hold of us during the week, and then I'll just come back in and close this with some prayer. Um, This is New Life Pentecostal Church um, here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Our address is 501 Elks Drive. Um, You can visit our church Sundays at 10 o'clock a.m. is uh, Sunday school, and at 11 o'clock a.m. is our worship service. Um, Our address is 501 Elks Drive, the New Life Pentecostal Church. Also on Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m., we have a worship service as well, and everybody's welcome to join us for that. Um, Every um, Over in Beulah, there's a Pentecostal apostolic church called the Truth Community Church. The address to that church is 223rd Street Northwest, and you can visit them on Sunday. Their church starts at 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning and on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And that's in Beulah, North Dakota at the Truth Community Church. Um, Every Tuesday night, we have a daughter work out in Beach, North Dakota. Um, Every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center at 7.30 p.m. And um, that's also an apostolic church service every Tuesday night um, in Beach, North Dakota at the Beach Community Center. Every Thursday night, there's church at 7.30 p.m., and the address is 18th. It's 18. 18 North Main in Bowman, North Dakota. And the church there is called the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Um, Brother Seth is the pastor there, and they have service every Thursday night at 7.30. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Bob Simons, you can... You can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Or you can text him. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862. This is a Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. I'm going to end this broadcast tonight with a little chorus that was written by a friend of mine. This friend of mine was a um, made a start with God. He was a minister. And um, and he wrote this song. But years went by in his walk with God, and he began to drift away from God. And finally he quit going to church. And he told somebody that went to that church, he said, I'm going to become a fan of sports like I was a fan of God. <laughs> That's what he told him. As far as I know, he's never come back. But I wish he would be listening tonight to listen to his own words. Because he wrote this song when he knew what the priorities of life were. 
I am here to dedicate my life. I'll give you my best through every trial and test. Oh, I am here to dedicate my life. And I'll serve you, Lord, forever. I am here to dedicate my life. I'll give you my best through every trial and test. Oh, I am here to dedicate my life. And I'll serve you, Lord. I'll serve you, Lord. I'll serve you, Lord, forever. I'll serve you, Lord. I'll serve you, Lord. I'll serve you, Lord, forever. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close the broadcast, I ask you to help us, Lord, help every one of us. Lord, those that maybe are listening for the first time, those that have had a walk with you for many years, help us not to get sidetracked in things that mean absolutely nothing, that are frivolous, that are time wasters. But God, help us to focus tonight and focus the rest of our lives on working hard, loving others, and serving you. We just pray that you help us keep it in our mind, keep our focus right. We just pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening, Lord willing, next Sunday night. I'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is program. Until then, God bless you. Hope to see you in our church this Wednesday night at 7.30. Good night.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.